Lisa, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? Welcome to the Star Wars Rebels Without a Cause podcast. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, is Dwight. Hey. And Nick. Happy to be back after our mid-season finale. Uh-huh. And it took me six weeks, but I couldn't think of any more bad jokes. So, no more bad jokes for now. Today, we're talking about uh, the uh, uh, mid-season premiere, I guess is what you would call it. Uh, Path of the Jedi. Sorry, I'm adjusting my microphone. That's why you heard random crashes and booms. Um, so uh, usually I start with Dwight. Nick, what were your fir- first reactions to the episode? Uh, it was a little bit slow, but I liked it. It needed to be done. And it had some some definitely good character development in both uh, Ezra and Kanan, which mm-hmm. I didn't expect so much the Kanan side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dwight? I enjoyed it because we actually get to see more of the Jedi training, and it was just an episode based on that. And the trials, you know, we've seen that with Luke, with Yoda, Mm -hmm. and now we got to see Ezra take pretty much the same trial, but in Ezra form, Ezra spheres. Nick's making faces. I'm not sure it's entirely the same trial. I mean, Ezra had to do a little bit more, answer some actual questions, but at the same time, he didn't just randomly barge in the cave. He also didn't fail. I mean, that's true. Because the point of, I think the point of, of, like, I mean, he was challenged, but he didn't just straight up fail. I mean, Luke went into the cave, chopped Darth Vader's head off, and saw himself. Well, Ezra tried, but the lightsaber didn't turn on. Well, that's because he wasn't entitled for a lightsaber yet. Luke already had the Luke, lightsaber, Luke, Luke so he received had a, a lightsaber, having had no knowledge of didn't its use. Earn it. Okay, here's 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 <laughs> my my t- my take on the situation. So, part of uh, somewhere in the back of his mind, Ezra knew that this was all a test. You know, he he vocalized it shortly thereafter. Um, whereas Luke. Luke went in not even trusting Yoda. You know, Yoda says, you won't need your weapons. And he brings in his weapons anyway. And then he pulls out the lightsaber and, um, you know, and kills Vader or whatever. So he was, like, so far behind. Like, Ezra, because the point of this was, and also, also I think the point of the test, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll give it, I'll grant you that it might have been a slightly different test, a slightly different point. Um the point of this test was for Ezra to face all of his fears. Right. And so, I mean, I think, I think it's perfectly natural that after you see your master get destroyed by your arch nemesis, that you're going to want to turn on your lightsaber, you know, and defend yourself. I, I don't know. I mean, he was, he was scared at that point and he was maybe giving into his fear, but I don't think he had, he was like as fully, as f- as far gone as Luke was at that point, right? And it wasn't out of rage; it was more out of frantically trying to protect right, himself right. at that point. But plus, the lightsaber wasn't even a real lightsaber at that point. It was, you know, the the projection of the cave. That's why it probably wasn't working. Well, for it's him as, as real well. as any of the other illusions. Um, were plenty real. <laughs> but but Ezra did have the faith to go in without his weapons. That is true. So that's well, he didn't have any. Yeah. 
Except you may have had the slingshot, but we've already established that that does not work against the Inquisitor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they didn't make a point, but they didn't make a point of it, right? And um, I think Ezra, I think Ezra is much more much more trusting of Kanan at this point than Luke was of 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 Yoda at that point, right? So, I guess is my my. Take and to be on. fair, Ezra is not nearly as much of the quote-unquote hero that Luke was supposed to be mm-hmm. necessarily at this point. He'd blown up the Death Star. He'd rescued the princess already. He's done some shit. He already figured out how to <laughs> how to make AT-ATs fall down. Yeah, exactly. Ezra, Ezra hasn't done a whole lot of things. Mm-hmm. So he's not quite as confident in himself, which I think actually helps him with the test. Right. It's humility. Right. Yeah. And like Yoda said, Luke was too old. Well, uh, too old. <laughs> uh, Ezra's only a couple years younger because Luke was Luke was eighteen when he yeah, began when he began began the training in 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 in, uh, in a New Hope he was about eighteen. Ezra's fifteen, so I mean it's not like Ezra's a. I mean, if you go by too old for the training, technically Ezra is too old for the training. Yeah, too, he's but, he's older than Anakin was. Right. Yeah. When they say too old for the training, they're saying you're not six. Yeah, you're not <laughs> you're not an infant. Like yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's that's always something that I mean. I understand sort of why they did it the way they did it. Like from for, if that's the story it's they wanted to tell. It's easier not to miss things if you're a baby. It would <laughs> at least as far as Jedi training. Well, I mean, yeah, it, I just I just remember. Oh, you mean the episode? Because I, I just remember. No, well, no, no, no. I'm talking. I'm jumping to to Jedi training. Okay. I remember seeing previews for Episode One and thinking it was interesting that Anakin is is a little kid. Because I knew that Luke was too old to begin the training. Well, surely Anakin isn't too old to begin the training because he's he's a little kid. But he apparently no, he's was. still too old. Yeah, <laughs> just barely too old. <laughs> he understands the concept of death and mortality. Mm-hmm. He's too old. But I also I don't know. I also I have a feeling that part of the reason that they were hesitant to train Anakin had had more to do rather than rather than like physical age, like emotionally he was. He had he Not had scars. Remotely he wasn't, mature, yeah. He wasn't innocent. Yeah, definitely had seen some shit. And he had he had uh um, what do you call it? Like possessiveness. He was like possessive he had like a possessive love for his mother, which obviously which obviously, you know, led to yeah. bad stuff. Um, you know, fear that he isn't gonna see his mother again. Right, he's too afraid of losing the things that he has to continue. Right, right. Continue but, forward. But if if that's the thing, he just leaves C three PO behind with his mother. Well, so he doesn't care that much about C three PO. C three PO was just a hobby. Right. That, oh, okay. He likes C three PO. He doesn't care about him that much. He just he just turned him on like two days ago. He hasn't gotten that yeah. attached to. Although him. I will say, I will say that. Um, First of all, he did take C-3PO with him when he left Tatooine the second time. The second that is time. true. Um, and also, he has R2-D2 all throughout the trilogy. I wonder if he if he has if he has like a possessiveness to R2-D2. I could see that. But also, Darth Vader sees R2-D2 and doesn't do anything. Well, there's a bunch. It's R2-D2 isn't a unique looking kind of droid. There's a lot of R2 units out there. He doesn't see him that. When does Darth Vader see R two D two? That's hmm. um, I can't Cloud think of City. it. 
No, Darth Vader has when he's in the when he's in R two D two isn't on. Lando betrays them. R two D two's not there. But R two D R two D two's with Luke, who hasn't arrived yet. Yeah, and R two D two's like sneaking around. Same thing with the Death Star. I don't think Vader as Vader actually interacts with R two at any point. Yeah, because he doesn't on Endor. Like the only times I can think is is if on on the on the Tantive four at the beginning. You know, in the middle of that, that, uh, that, that, that very, very first thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but you only the stormtroopers see R2 because Vader doesn't board until they're already, yeah, out of the passage. Yeah. I was just like, I'm thinking like there right. or the, the other time would be like There have been a Hoth. couple close calls where he's been on the same planet. He was on the same planet on Endor, on Hoth, and on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And the Death Star, they definitely didn't run into each other. Right. Or if they did, I guess maybe he caught him in the corner of his eye. Like all these times were like, he he, he right. caught R two D two at the corner of his eye. Right, he's just killed Obi Wan. He's not worrying about the astromech who's getting on yeah. the ship. It's yeah. not important yeah. comparative to what he's just experienced. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that's that is interesting. I hadn't like like really thought. Now now I think the I think that the the obvious um, thing is is Obi Wan not recognizing R two D two is a little more far fetched. Right. Well, I I think he did. I don't but seem R2 to ever remember ever owning a droid. But R2 didn't remember him because he's had his memory wiped R- so many times. No, R2's never had his memory wiped. R2 remembered him. He just kept his mouth shut. <laughs> what? Something out of the movies that needs to be retconned? R2-D2's never had his memory <laughs> wiped. Yeah, C-3PO no. had his memory wiped once. All the time. <laughs> All the time? Yeah. C-3PO gets his memory wiped probably pretty regularly as a protocol droid. I would say I would say that C three PO probably had his memory wiped once, can, like canonically, because he I mean he remembers he obviously remembers everything uh, that happened in the prequels like during the prequels because he recognizes yeah. you know he recognizes Anakin and and Padme wouldn't have had any any reason to wipe his memory. Um, uh, it's uh, um, Senator Senator Organa is the one that says give the protocol droid a memory wipe. And he just and he says, "Give the protocol droid a memory wipe." He doesn't say, "Right, both of them." R two is the only one who remembers everything. Um, yeah. Now, I think I think people don't tell C three PO things. Is is the right? Like they don't explain the they don't explain their mi- the, the mission and and stuff. He's but, just uh, a tag along. Yeah, yeah. Because that's well, why he's so clueless. I, I just meant that uh, as a protocol droid, he's involved in sensitive political discussions and that kind of thing tends uh-huh. to get wiped. Yeah, but he never gets to even be a R2 protocol is, droid. Right. Even R2 is supposed to be wiped in the Clone Wars mm. because he has all the navigational information that Anakin has ever been ever. Right. I mean, he <laughs> based he played a translator, but Yeah, I don't know. I I I suspect cuz uh, yeah, cuz C3PO never actually gets to be a protocol droid is the thi- is the thing yeah, the thing about tr- it. Well, he does for a little bit. Java the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Translator <laughs> for like two days. Yeah, but for, but they didn't get around to. They probably didn't. Get no, they didn't to get to wipe memory, him. No, yeah, because he was. He still remembers Luke at that point. Yeah. So. Now I I think you're right. I, the only time when I'd expect that he would have received a memory wipe is actually in between the prequels and the uh, the original trilogy. He could have like, he like could have received times. periodical memory wipes. Okay, just okay, as I'll, just like any other protocol yeah. droid, but. The point is that other than that, I mean, he remembers the the original trilogy during that, and he knows the prequels during yeah, that. Yeah. 
anything yeah, that yeah. happens to him between episode three and episode four isn't really important for him. So speaking of in between episode four and episode three, the show that we just watched. Oh yes, I, um, yes. <laughs> why not? Uh, so so the thing that I'm always I'm always curious. Like I feel like I feel like involving Yoda uh, was a risk. Right, and the thing is, we're not sure if that is sort of a holocron Yoda, where he's he's a, yeah. he says he's the guide, and Yoda's old, so mm. this could be four hundred year old Yoda, right, right, or if this is Yoda through the Force somehow connecting to them. Yeah, my it's the, the probably way, a guide though. Yeah, well, I actually, I here's here's what my thought on it is. Um, because well, at least I mean the the thing the thing following uh, Ezra may have been a, a holocrony guide thing. I think that Yoda was contacting Kanan though. Okay, yeah, it did seem kind of odd because he's like, "I, you're different than I remember you." Right? He says, "You're different than I remember you. I couldn't see you before, but now I can see you." Um, and okay. uh, and also Yoda's spending for, Yoda's like one of the most strongest Jedi ever, and he's spending all this time just. Meditating on Dagobah, which is a which is a a planet that's strong in the Force anyway, even though it's mostly dark side energy that's that's on Dagobah. But I could certainly see him being able to communicate uh, with Kanan, right? And perhaps his uh, access to the temple sort of amplifies his feeling in the force i'm not really sure how right right yeah well both of them yeah that's true both of them are in because because yoda's on dagobah which is a very force sensitive place and then he's at this this crazy jedi temple-y thing um speaking of the jedi temple i did like that ezra wanted to use the uh hallucinogenic creepy mountain as a base I thought, was, I thought that was amusing. Not that that would be distracting to anyone to have constant hallucinations and threat of uh, collapsing doom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there was one more tunnel he didn't get to check out. I'm just saying the Jedi did not make it out of there. So what happens if, say, Kanan or Ezra don't come back or something and <laughs> Zeb's in there? He's screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Zeb would find a way out. Yeah, that's true. Probably just shoot his way to the top. Yeah, yeah. I I liked I liked the, the way they used Yoda. I liked that we kind of didn't see him physically. Uh, I thought honestly when I when I heard some of the solicits for this episode, I thought they were going to end up going to Dagobah and visiting Yoda. And I think that the way they did it with this is a lot better. Right. I think that would have been too much. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been a bad idea because otherwise, why wouldn't Yoda have joined them? Well, he's in exile. From self-imposed, yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, but he's—I mean, he's—he's he's hiding. Yeah, I guess he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's hiding in defeat. Uh, I could see—I could see them down the line. I could see them visiting Yoda, uh, perhaps. But and I and I understand why. I mean, Yoda didn't go with Luke to stop Cloud City. That's because he was dying. Yeah, well, he's dying now too. Relatively speaking, right? Yeah, this is only this is only ten well, years yeah. before in a nine hundred year yeah, life. That's, that's the thing is, uh, yeah, I guess he, Yoda would have to disagree. He disagreed with Luke, and also ah. there there wasn't room for him in a X wing. You make room. He could have sat on his lap. That's true. <laughs> also, Yoda probably has a ship there. It's just hidden. Maybe. 
He had to get there somehow. Or he could have been dropped off by the Wookiees. I don't think. No, he well, no, well, he wasn't dropped off. By, he wouldn't have been dropped off by the Wookiees. The Wookiees were pretty far removed. He would have been dropped off by Bail Organa, but I don't think. I I highly doubt that he would have trusted anybody to fly his, away with his information. He might have mind wiped him. Just, that sounds a little dark sidey. <laughs> fuzzied the memory. Can Jedi even do that? Mm. I don't know. It'd be part of the uh, force the convincing. Je- Jedi mind trick yeah. stuff. Corn Horn could do it. Just, but. just making you forget that you even did something. Yeah, I mean, I guess Corn Horn could do it. We're making uh, you think that you came there for a different reason, perhaps. Yeah, yeah I, I like, guess. Why did just, I come here? Just convincing them oh, that like he's a now. biologist I think, or something I think, would be um, perfectly acceptable. I think that over time, the use of the Jedi mind trick is much more of a like like Obi Wan doing it to stormtroopers is like the the most that you can do. It right, with. you don't. Well, I I don't think it's the most you can do with it. I think that to do more with it or to even do that much regularly is a pretty damning path to the dark uh-huh. side. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true because probably because probably Pal- presum- presumably Palpatine manipulated people right using it but um i would say, but i would say just the fact that that one they emphasize that it only works on the weak-minded you know in episode two anakin says that he couldn't do it on they couldn't do it on padme because it only works on the weak-minded yeah and then there's and then the times that we see it used you know what percentage of the times <laughs> we see it in the movies we see it used like what four times and twice it doesn't work <laughs> Yeah, so it's a risky move. Um, Although it seems to work more on uh, members of your own species. <laughs> well, it works on humans. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, there's less there's alien patterns of thought was kind of what I was thinking. Okay, okay. I the more familiar you are with how that race thinks, the better you will do. Doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work on huts. Doesn't work on whatever Watto is. Uh, Toydarian. Yeah, there we go. And there's another species that it doesn't work on that I was just reading in a comic, but I don't know if that, if, but that comic is very not canonical. <laughs> I bought, uh, so, uh, so I bought some of the, uh, Dark Horse, Dark Horse at the end of the year lost the license to sell, uh, Star Wars comics, so they were, they, they had some really good deals, uh, and I bought some omnibuses of, uh, stuff, prequel era comics, early prequel era comics, and, did you know that Kiati Mundi had 20 wives? You had told me this af- immediately after. <laughs> yes, I, I think I had heard that from someone. Uh, also, when he was originally drawn, he looked even more like a conehead. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, there was there was another species that they mentioned in one of the comics that's immune to the Jedi mind trick. But okay, so they didn't actually use real Yoda. We didn't see him on screen. We didn't even have sort of like a hologram of him as the guide, which I thought right. was a nice touch. I think that would have been a little too much. Uh-huh. Um, so I think they, like you said, they took a risk, and I think it paid off for them. Uh, Dwight, what do you think? I think it was a perfect the way they did it. Just as a guide, I mean, you don't see a guide. Like, if you play a game or anything that... There's an overhead narrative voice. You don't see that person in front of you. So it just makes sense that this is the way. 
And yes, he was guided by balls of light, but you know, he needed to know which way to go. There's two different doors. Yeah, balls of light. Now, one thing I thought was was odd, and this is a spoiler for the end of the episode. Assumedly, everyone listening to this has seen the episode. Um, the uh, the the crystal showing up, and first of all, he doesn't even know what the crystal is, which is kind of. I think that 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 goes along with wanting to use the the temple as a base. Like it's kind of a weird uh, little representation of Ezra's innocence. Um, but he gets, you know, he gets the crystal. I thought it was kind of weird because the, the, the idea of the crystal coming to them and, uh, and stuff, uh, is definitely very reminiscent of a Clone Wars episode that, uh, where they took the younglings to get their lightsaber crystals. Um, and basically they were walking around a big icy cave and getting drawn to, to their crystals and the, you know, the overconfident guy gets one and it's actually just an ice cube. Right. I seem to remember. Yeah. I, I thought there was a lot of crystals all over the place yeah. and they, just, they had to find the one that was just right for right, them. Right, right. Right. Okay. So, so it was, so it was just odd that, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they would keep some emergency backup crystals in the I, force. I find it much more believable than the fact that there's a previous, that there's actually a cave of random lightsaber crystals on Lothal. So, uh, it's, right. it's oh yeah 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 it's a yeah. test that perhaps there was yeah they had like ten of them in storage at the temple or whatever and they were given to mm-hmm. to apprentices deemed worthy that don't necessarily haven't already created a lightsaber or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, and 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 all, here's the other thing I was thinking is maybe he passed he. You know, we talk about he—he he definitely passed this test. Maybe he passed it with flying colors. Right, he passed you know, he it got better to skip than third grade. <laughs> he got to skip third grade. He—he he went straight from second grade to fourth grade. Right. Um. So he doesn't have to go to Ilum. Um. And uh, actually, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, in the Gendi series, which is the uh, the old Clone Wars series, the the hand drawn one that looked like Samurai Jack, uh. This trial, the sort of trial of, it's like the trial of yourself, like you have to face yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Anakin's, like Anakin faced this trial on Ilum because he was, he was going to Ilum to like, the separatists were giving, were kidnapping the natives and giving them steroids and doing something weird and all kinds of craziness was happening and Padme was wearing a coat. I don't remember all the details, but he, but he had like a vision because he had a vision that like his, that his metallic arm was going to like kill everybody because like, you know, as a, the metallic arm being symbolic of him being Vader and stuff like that. But this, that was, this was that test. Like, so maybe there is a connection between this test and, and the lightsaber crystal and stuff. All right. That's just a deep introspective on who you are and are you ready? Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's good to, I mean, it's, it was, I thought, I mean, this is basically, I think, I think you have, you know, like I said, you had that with Anakin, uh, there were, well, I guess the, uh, Ahsoka had it on, on the, at least in Mortis, she like had a vision of her future self turning to the dark side and facing her fears that way. Um, we, we don't know that much about Obi-Wan's training, 
uh, or, or many of the other Jedi's trainings. Um, I don't know. They're probably I I don't remember I I don't remember in the if there were any Jedi that had this kind of thing happen the super crazy introspective thing happened to him in uh expanded universe but like it's it's definitely a this is definitely a staple part of Jedi training this the the I mean I I you know, I think I call it the cave you know the cave. Right. And I don't know. I think it it worked for this episode. Mm. What I thought was most interesting, and we we mentioned it in passing a little bit ago, or maybe I did, mentioned it in passing in my intro, is that uh, Kanan is actually questioned and doesn't seem quite as sure. Right. And it's not that he doubts Ezra. It's definitely he doubts himself because he was never even a Jedi Knight, was he? He was right, still an apprentice. Right. So he he skipped an entire step straight from mm. apprentice to master, and he's he's not confident of himself. Yeah. At least in this, yeah, I think I think that that was that was definitely an, an interesting, you know, an interesting thing. And if you know, you know, and this is this is the kind of stuff that, especially re- having read A New Dawn and seeing him at that point in his life, I'm re- I really, you know, seeing the progression, it's really it's really interesting. You really do feel like it's the same guy, um, and I'm really looking forward to the comic series where we get to learn about him, kind of beforehand. There's a Rebels comic series. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a it's, it's a Canaan Canaan the Last Padawan. Okay, uh, you said you would read it. I have it on uh, audio. Oh, did I? Documented audio. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> you're like you're like if you buy it, I will read it. All right. Well, I guess I have to stand by my promise then. <laughs> uh, the the first Marvel Star Wars comic is coming out next week. Jason Aaron, I'm I'm excited. Except for it's going to be a 4.99 comic, which is lame. That's that's two dollars more than average, right? Well, it's I'd say it's most comics are 3.99 now. Oh, uh, okay. There are still here's here's my take on it. There are still 2.99 comics, but um, mo, like mo, almost all Marvel titles are 3.99, but you get a free digital copy. Uh, DC. They're they're hot. They're like Batman and Superman and stuff are three ninety nine, but some of their B list titles are are two ninety nine. Um, and then if you have a like a first issue, like that Ant Man first issue that uh, that you were reading earlier was four ninety nine. No, I've never read comic books. No, <laughs> no, you got me. Um, if you have like a hot uh, like a hot first issue or or sometimes like limited series uh, will be four ninety nine. I think Star Wars just the first issue is going to be four ninety nine, and it's going to be I think it's going to be at least double sized. So that's double issue. I guess it's okay. It's just pay an extra dollar get twice the value. I guess that's not bad. Mm, yeah, well, <laughs> twice the value. You get a comic that's twice as long. Whether that's twice the well, value. well, okay. Because it's still a lot of times, a lot of times with those, especially the first issues, they spend the first half in exposition, lots of, lots of boring talking, explaining what happened in the last seven hundred issues of all of Marvel. They're gonna they're gonna go back over the entire prequels. Yes, you think? yes. they are going to they're <laughs> gonna summarize everything that happened in all of the prequels. And uh, and in all of the in between time, Vader and all that. And (laughs) no, they probably won't. But uh, well, there's not a lot of comic continuity right now, obviously, because Marvel is uh, 
Because well, because they erased the canon, so yeah. And Marvel is just getting this is the first Marvel comic. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. All right. Uh, other things we can talk oh, about the episode. Oh, the his, his, right, his lightsaber looks fantastic. It looks like some sort of strange welding tool, mm-hmm. which offers the best of the concealment because you don't want to have something that looks like a lightsaber, which is part of why Kanan's break-apart lightsaber is great, yeah. although incredibly inconvenient mm-hmm. to have to have both pieces and they stick together. <laughs> um, but I think that Ezra's will hold up pretty well. I don't know if that handguard is going to be super functional for stopping a lightsaber hit, but it looks cool, so whatever. Well, I mean, there's definitely... I mean, there's definitely... Me- there are metals that can can stop lightsaber. There hits. are metals that can stop lightsabers, yes. But I, I mean, they do have the one Mando on the team, so maybe she provided something that happened to be made of cortosis or for the handle. Well, she said she said like that she had. They all said that they had provided stuff. Well, yeah, right? but she provided the some electronics. Uh-huh. She didn't provide necessarily. Yeah, and cortosis is supposed to be supposed to be super rare. Well. But. But well, whatever the, whatever you make blast doors out of can't be that that rare. What bla- bla- from episode one? The blast doors that Obi Wan has to like pry open. Oh, I see. That wasn't necessarily that it was a resistant metal. That was it was more than four feet thick. And so he was having to, to just melt all of them melt at the same through time. it because it was so thick. His lightsaber didn't go all the way through it, so he was having to work at it. It was just a lot to melt because if you put a lot of energy into a very small thing, it will melt a lot mm-hmm. faster than if you spread that out over something that is incredibly dense and a lot of it. Uh, it's basic thermodynamics, I suppose. That's never <laughs> how I thought of it. I always thought of it as as blaster. Also, also, um. The the guard wouldn't have to necessarily stop. Um, it wouldn't necessarily have to necessarily stop a lightsaber all the time. If it could stop, just even just a right. If it can blow. just yeah, even if it can just deflect it or slow it down long enough for him to, and that's the point that that's I was eventually close. going to get to is that it doesn't have to stop it necessarily. It just has to provide any protection at all. Yeah, and also you can probably punch a dude with it if you had yeah. to. Brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I like that. I like that. Like like he he knocks he's he's dueling with uh he's he's dueling with like the inquisitor or like some like crappy inquisitor apprentice. That's what it would be. It would be like a like a some other like he some fights fallen... that other the the guy who stayed behind at the academy per se. Yeah, 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 something <laughs> like that. And uh and and he like he knocks their he knocks the lightsaber out of their hands and then punches them. With that his would be lightsaber. pretty awesome. <laughs> Adds that non lethal thing that you really don't have with a lightsaber. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> the pommel bash. And there's also there's a little we, we were talking before recording. There's a the little circle on it that could be some sort of little zap something or other. Right. Perhaps it shoots his stun thing. That oh, would yeah. be, so <laughs> yeah. that way he can still have the stun thing because that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, or, or you know, you know what I just realized would would be cool would be if if that if there was some sort of like electrical energy that went just over the guard. Oh, so it's electric black brass knuckle. Yeah, yeah, it's a vibro knuckle or something. Yeah, like that? exactly, yeah. exactly. That would be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, it didn't really look like it. It looked like it was rounded metal, but perhaps. Yeah, well, and, you know. and it's a Star Wars physics, right? And as you said while we were talking earlier. 
it looks better than the the Sith Claymore. Yeah, in the exactly. Trailer, exactly. Which, not going to talk about the Sith Claymore because everyone's already heard that discussion. Yeah. But this looks different, but still more Star Wars than that, mm. and not quite as a little more well thought out. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yep. yep. I'm looking forward to an Ezra battle. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, another another one more thing to say about this episode. The, the little the little lightsaber duel between um fake cannon and fake inquisitor I thought was That was, was actually pretty was sweet. Pretty cool. Better than I was expecting. I sort of expected him just to stab Kanan while he was on his mm-hmm. knees. Since he'd yeah. already obviously attacked him and right. slashed his arm. Well, the nice thing is the nice. I think the nice thing about a a situation like that is you can have both of them just just fighting each other. There's no like there's no emotion involved. You don't have to have dialogue between the two of them. Um, you can just have just kind of a cool looking. You can focus it on just being a cool looking lightsaber duel. Right. You've got a little more time in the cartoon series to to have a nice duel than you do if you're doing a full movie, right? Where you have right. to get through it, you have to have a talking points, you have to you have to have character and plot resolution while you're still trying to have this sweet duel, mm-hmm. and sometimes that just doesn't work. Yep, yep. All right, um, I think I think that we have exhausted this. Any final thoughts on the episode, Dwight? I'm just looking forward to where this will t- take us. You know, now they both have lightsabers. We'll have more big fights upcoming, hopefully. You know, more story of how maybe we'll see more of the rebels as a group than just the one ship. But maybe you know, we'll take it'll take our time to get there. But I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I, I, the part of the episode that I probably stood out towards the end that we didn't talk about was what Ezra thought his greatest fears for the crew members were. What So he thought that Hera was just keeping him around because he was useful. Even right. And uh, Zeb doesn't like him at all. And, and Sabine, of course, thinks, Sabine he's thinks he's a kid. And pity. He doesn't really want to be pitied. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then they get shadow murdered, which is kind of sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so he's so yeah, he's afraid of what people thinks what what people think of him, and he's afraid that people will murder him. He's not afraid that uh, he's he's gotten past the the idea that uh, the Canaan like he believe he he, know, right. he, he, he believes, believes the Canaan believes in him, <laughs> right? Um, which is which is uh, I think that's a that that seems like it's a change because a few episodes ago he thought he was gonna. That Kanan was going to let him be trained by the by Shock T, right? Or not, or not Shock T, uh, whoever that was, right? And this isn't Star Wars related at all, but it reminds me of us one of the most famous sayings in an anime called Gurren Lagann, where he tells the the uh, big brother of the main character who is very uh, self doubting tells him that uh, don't believe in yourself, believe in the me that believes in you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that fits Ezra perfectly. Yeah, definitely. So keep keep that in mind, kids. Don't believe in yourself. Believe in the Canaan that believes in you. Until next time, keep rebelling. You don't need a cause.